What's up y'all? It is Scylla Fox and this is my third Sunday session with Scylla. If you have not yet checked out my first two episodes, uh, definitely loop back and check those out. This episode's actually going to be a little different and we love when technology just decides to shut off. Right, right. But this episode's going to be a little different in that I am sharing some poetry this episode. So this is a Sunday session of poetry. Um, so I'm really excited to be sharing these um, eight pieces with you that I wrote over the course of the summer. Um, they all have different vibes to them. I wrote them all at different times. Some when I was back in Jersey, some when I was on the road, and some since I've been back in New Orleans. Um, so they all have different vibes to them. But they just kind of embody my experience of the summer so far so here they are there's eight of them um and i'm going to just read some of them out um and share them with you it's kind of like your own personal open mic and you might see blue in the background too because he's he's chilling all right so this first poem that I'm going to share today is titled Feminine Mask. Poem number one. I feel safe in my masculine energy when the history of my femininity has all too often made me a target. How do you feel pretty when your prettiest self also makes you the most vulnerable? a vulnerability that society has forced upon our feminine existence. Subconsciously, it's like my masculinity was an internal battle, an internal resistance to all the things that happened in the people who were forcibly persistent. I know I am a woman. I never denied that. Sometimes I wear mascara to define my long lashes. Sometimes I wear boxers around the house with no shirt on. I just do what makes me comfortable. In whatever comfort, in whatever I need. But sometimes I find the most comfort in my masculinity, and that gets me by. The opportunity to make fashion a statement and not abide by societal norms. That changes and adapts as days go by. One day I was mistaken as a little boy because of the way I was presenting. Another day I wore a two-piece to the beach an action that came off as disorienting. But as I process what makes me me, I have started to sometimes feel safe in my femininity. Thanks to addressing my traumas and embracing loved ones as if they weren't the enemy. But overall, I say this to say, it's just me in my feminine masculinity. All right, that's poem number one. Feminine Mask. Um, I actually just wrote that one this morning. I was only going to um, perform seven today, but as I was getting ready, I just kept thinking about like experiences I've been having lately and meeting new people um, and people pointing out like my feminine side. Um, and that's just the poem that came from there. All right, we're going to switch it up. 
Let's go to. Hmm. Let's go to the uncontrolled control. It's poem number two. The uncontrolled control. I sometimes have this feeling like everything is out of my control. Look, like I just don't have a handle or hold on anything. And sometimes that feeling, it eats at my brain and takes from my soul. When my body is too busy trying to make sense of something that just doesn't make any sense, but then I realize the freedom in not having control. The space that not having control leaves for the beautifully unexpected. But how does a control freak find comfort in the freedom of not being in control? They find beauty in what lies on the other side of the unknown. The uncontrolled control. Um, I wrote that um, as I was traveling on my journey from New Jersey um, to New Orleans. Um, and I was just trying to figure out, you know, what this journey was going to hold for me and what this new experience is going to be like in my new role coming back to New Orleans. And um, that's just the poem I came up with at that time. All right, let's go from that to, let's, let's switch it up a little bit. Let's go to a little love poem, love poem. All right, this is poem number three and it is titled, There is so much love. There is so much love in letting go, in letting be what is, in opening yourself spiritually and emotionally to what could be, to saying, no, actually, this ain't for me, and deciding what could, what should be. There is so much love. And finding a love that whispers, a love that's soft but so damn loud, that speaks in motions you don't need to hear a sound, a love that says everything happened exactly as it was supposed to. Without needing to say that everything happened exactly how it's supposed to, the kind of love that makes you sure, makes you sure in your being, sure in your dreams, reminds you what it means to dream, then becomes that very dream itself. There is so much love in dreaming, in dreaming of the love that you deserve, and holding every last person to that standard. There is so much love in believing, believing in your dream, the dream that you deserve so much love yeah um i wrote that in jersey actually as the school year was ending um and i was leaving some situations alone um, but also just appreciating what those experiences um of love or attempts at love held um and all that there was to still experience um and knowing what i have to give um and what I envision my love to look like. Um, and just reminding myself that there truly is so much love out there, right? I know it because I have so much love in myself and I know, you know, that there's other people out there um, with that as well. And so there's so much love in believing that there's still love out there. 
All right, next up we have poem number four titled, They Ask, They Want, They Don't Get. They ask me to do, to do more without actually saying the words, do more. It's the messages, often subliminal or passive aggressive tendencies, and they wonder why my innate tendency to avoid conversations, hard conversations, leads to the lack of their ask being completed, like I'm supposed to read your mind. Because you are unable to put the words together, and so you want something of me that you can't even give in return they want. They want more than I am sure that I can give. They want something from me that isn't me. So what do I do with that? What do we do with that? It's giving, we all just might not get what we ask for, what we want. But maybe that's exactly how it's supposed to be. Um, so I wrote that um, at the beginning of the summer as well. Um, as I was reflecting on my decision to leave and just really being able to give myself grace and realizing that where I was at the time was no longer what I needed and I no longer had to give what they needed from me. Um, and that's just um, kind of what I produced from thinking through that uh, that time. All right, so I'm going to kind of keep it around the same, same time frame with this next poem. Poem number five is titled, Patience is Key, but not with a period, with a question mark. Um, as I am processing, again, the same time frame that I was in with the last poem, deciding to leave my job, starting this new journey, and remembering that a lot of people kept telling me, like, you know, patience is key, like, just wait, da 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 da, da. And I'm like, no, like, that's not what I needed to hear. And from that, I created this poem. They say that patience is key. It's the door for your dreams to flee. I've heard it so many times throughout the years. You would think it was a decree, a saying that doesn't build people up but puts them in a box, a box with only one key. I just don't think that saying fits for me. Because where has patience ever really gotten me? I mean, I get it. You wait and things are just supposed to work itself out. You'll see. But frankly, I'm not really built like that. You see, I'm all about action. I don't want to wait. I want to put plans into motion, exhaust the locus of my control. So how does patience work into that? Honestly, I believe that patience is key for those who need patience to see, to believe, to succeed. But I don't. I don't need to take a step back. I need to move forward. I don't need to take a break or slow down. I don't need or want patience right now and I don't believe that it is my key I need something else there's something else that
that unlocks it for me. All right. So yeah, that was that was poll number five. Um, again, I just heard that saying a lot, and I'm just like, this doesn't sit well with me. Um, how can I put that feeling into a poem? And that is what we got from that. All right, cool. We're moving on to poem number six. Let's go with. Hmm. All right, we're going to keep it with that same vibe, and then we're going to switch it up with the last two. This poem is titled Leaving. I'm leaving a place that I was comfortable. I was happy. I was seen, admired, and cared for. Should that be enough? At least that's what people around me asked, but it wasn't enough. And that is when I realized my enough my bar is set differently than a lot of those around me and that is exactly why i had to leave the mere words shouldn't that be enough are exactly what pushed me out the door because who is anyone else to tell me what is enough for me i want to be in spaces that scare me that motivate me that make me so uncomfortable that I have no choice but to learn to adapt and be the very best. That is why I'm leaving. That is why I knew the happiness and pats on the back were not enough. Um, so yeah, so as I said with the last two poems, um, that poem also has um, that same vibe to it, me processing um, why I was leaving this place where, that I was comfortable, right? I was safe. Um, I did a lot of things there, um, but yet I still had to leave. Alright, cool. Let's go on to poem number seven. So poem number seven was written as I was, so as I spoke on before, that about week and a half of time when I was done with school and I was packing up and coming to this space um, this is where this next poem comes from it's called floating in the void floating in the void I'm kind of like in this void right now like I'm neither here nor there but like also a little bit of everywhere like my old thing ended but my new thing hasn't begun just yet so I'm just here not really sure where i'm going but sure of where i came from sure of the chapter that has closed sure of what i am bound to become but right now i am just floating and i'm not all the way sure what to do with that so here i am just being the being that's floating in the void um Floating in the void. Um, I don't necessarily feel as though I'm floating in the void as much in this current moment, but at that time I was. Um, but again, I knew what I, and was sure of what I was leaving behind and sure that whatever was coming next, um, you know, was going to be everything that I needed to land 
and feel grounded and safe again and no longer floating in that void. All right, so this is my last poem of this Sunday poetry series. Um, and this poem is titled, Single During the Summer. Ooh. <laughs> All right, let's get it. I can't remember the last time I was single during the summer. The last time I didn't wake up to the same warm body as the sun peeked through my window shades. The last time I had a person, a partner to go to the beach with, the fair, a week-long trip, who knows where. Being in a relationship during the summer is almost as comforting as sleeping in on a hot summer day. But this summer has allowed me to find what I wasn't searching for, the peacefulness of solo trips, sitting by the pool reading a book, hiking with your dog, creating art with no distractions, being able to go where you want to go without consulting another being, and you remember. Being single during the summer is actually a blast. The time alone subconsciously opened me up to receiving a love that might actually last. Yeah. All right. So that was the last one of this series. Um, that one I actually wrote. I wrote the first half of it um, as I was starting my journey down here and wrote the second half um, just this past week and just closing it out and just reflecting. Like I've been in a lot of relationships. Um, this is the longest that I've been single about a year and some change. And it was it is extremely intentional, um, and I'm excited that I, regardless of the fact that I know I find comfort in having a partner, especially during the summer because that's the time when I'm not working, and that's the time when I actually have time to show um, attention and to be present um, with my partner the most. Um, although that's the most ideal time to be in a relationship, I still intentionally um, decided not to do that. I'm a, given the opportunities to do that, but decided that I wanted something else. I wanted something different. I wanted to take this time during the summer to really, and even this past year um, and some change of being single to really process what I want, what I need, um, what I deserve, um, how I give love, how I receive love, um, really being able to sit with that. Um, and being single during the summer, I feel as if it is and has opened up the door to realign me with what I really need um, and to just open, it just opens up space for what I need to, to come in and because I'm actually able to receive that love now. So let's, let's see what happens. Um, hopefully, you know, who knows, in a few months, I'll be on here talking about um, a healthy, rejuvenating, positive love, um, who knows? <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was my first poetry session Sunday. Um, I hope that you enjoyed those eight poems that I was able to share with you all. Um, being that I am also a poet, um, there will be times when I am not really talking about a podcast um, topic, but instead I'm sharing some type of art. Um, whatever type of art that may be, you know, I sing a little bit too, so it might pop out with a song, you know, um, but yeah, 
I hope that you enjoyed my summer series of poems and that you enjoy your Sunday and have a beautiful, amazing week. Our kids come back to school this week, so it's going to be a crazy week. Um, I might even talk about that next weekend. Let's see. Um, but yeah, have a great Sunday.